Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. Welcome back to the All-American Haunted Road Trip, Part 4. I can't believe we're already at Part 4. And today we are going to virtually travel to parts of the Midwest. The Midwest covers a lot of states. So to break it up, and since I have covered three of the northern Midwest states, which were Minnesota and then both Dakotas, um, because I covered those already, I'm going to be covering the remaining Midwest states in two parts. So I'm going to do five in this episode and five in another, and I'm just going to do it alphabetically. And with that, let's get started. So to begin our road trip, we will be starting with Illinois and going up in alphabetical order for the remaining four states. And we are all just going to pretend that the order of the states works logically for travel. One of my favorite cities to visit, as well as one of my favorite musicals, is Chicago. The Navy Pier is a beautiful site to visit. There's cool museums and shopping, and then there's also the Bean, which is a wonderfully weird landmark. But while these are all sites most frequented by Chicago tourists, Chicago also has a rich history in the paranormal, and there are some interesting and haunted places with some spine-tangling ghost stories. One of the spookiest places that you can visit is H.H. Holmes' Murder Castle, a.k.a. the former home of America's first known serial killer, H.H. Holmes. While the building has been replaced by the local post office, the site was originally the location of Holmes's infamous murder castle, where he lured unsuspecting patrons of Chicago's 1893 World's Fair. Holmes confessed to killing about 27 people, most of whom were women, but some historians believe the number to be in the 200s. The building was built in 1893, and Holmes hired multiple contractors for various portions of the project to ensure that no one person, aside from himself, knew the floor plan in its entirety. The bizarre blueprint included stairs and hallways that led to nowhere. There were oddly angled hallways and windowless rooms, and basically it was designed to disorient and trap his victims. Once you were in the building, it was unlikely that you'd be getting out alive. Today, maintenance workers and other staff have reported odd sightings and feelings of intense anxiety while in the building's basement, where most of the murders actually took place. It's been over 120 years since Holmes terrorized the city, but to this day, his evil presence and actions can still be felt within the murder castle's walls. Next, we are moving on to Indiana, specifically Indianapolis, where you can visit a hospital that is definitely not for the faint of heart. Opening in 1848 as the Indiana Hospital for the Insane, the Central State Hospital has a very depressing history, 
and an impact of which is still felt in its halls today. When it was still a working hospital, it not only housed individuals with mental conditions, but it also was home to the criminally insane who were prone to violence. Instead of getting treatment to really help them transition back into society, many of the patients were restrained in the basement dungeons. Many of them were tortured and were neglected and left to their own devices. When reading about this hospital, it brought to mind the second season of American Horror Story, which is one of my favorite seasons. And it took place in an asylum. And they also treated the patients inhumanely. By 1994, the institution finally closed its doors due to the numerous allegations of abusive treatment for the patients. For those who died within its walls, their presence still lingers, and visitors have heard crying out in the shadows, as well as former patients appearing as apparitions across the hospital grounds. You can also expect to hear footsteps, moaning, screaming, and some people have even claimed that they were physically assaulted by ghostly forces. With all that being said, if you're looking for a place to scare you out of your right mind, I think this asylum will do just the trick. When traveling, it is important to find a place to rest your head. But you might think twice if you're skittish and planning on staying at this next stop. In Benton Sport, Iowa, there is an inn called the Mason Inn, and it has both a rich history dating back to the Civil War, as well as a history of ghostly encounters. Built in 1846, the Mason Inn was an active stop on the Underground Railroad, and it was also used as a holding hospital for wounded soldiers in the Civil War before they were transferred. It was even used as a sanitarium for tuberculosis patients for a short time. It's no wonder that the current owners and visitors of this inn have reported hearing footsteps, people talking when no one is there, random music playing, and doors opening and closing. Some specific ghosts that you may come across include a young boy who appears on the landing and tugs on the clothes of people as they pass. There is also a man named Mr. Knapp, K-N-A-P-P, who was allegedly murdered in room seven. There is an elderly woman who has been seen in several of the hotel rooms and a disembodied head that appears in room eight. I would love to hear the story behind that one. According to the owners, the ghosts are basically harmless, but they definitely shock guests, especially if the guests are not aware of the history of the hotel. Next, we are on to a state known for its vast prairies and rolling hills, and that state is Kansas. What many people may not know is that Kansas is also the home of many haunted hotspots that will send chills up your spine. One spooky spot to visit is the Ellis Railroad Museum. 
You might not think that a railroad museum would have much paranormal activity, but this museum is very unique. The museum contains four rooms of railroad memorabilia, including a model railroad on its first floor. On the upper floor, the museum houses over 1,200 dolls, as well as the ghost of Earl Perkins. So according to historical records, the museum was once a memorial hall for the town. And in 1957, there was a man named Earl Perkins who had asked the Ellis Police Department for shelter because he was visiting the town and he had fallen ill. At that time, the state law required that the city would house Perkins in a jail cell just for the night. So his cell was in Memorial Hall's basement, and this is now the home to the museum. On that fateful night that he spent in the jail cell, there was a storm and eight feet of water crashed into the cell and drowned him. The officers who held the cell key were trapped and could not rescue Perkins, and even other rescuers who came by also could do nothing to save him. Perkins died in the cell and continues to haunt it to this day. While the actual cell is not open to the public, staff and visitors have heard strange noises from the basement, as well as seen a ghostly figure that moves past the windows and sometimes even on the grounds. So visitors can experience a collection of over 1,200 dolls and paranormal activity at the strange railroad museum. Our final stop is in the state of Kentucky, and it is sure to be an exciting experience. During Halloween season in Brandenburg, Kentucky, one of the largest horror experiences in the country called Field of Screams happens right there in Kentucky. The Field of Screams started in 2002 and boasts monsters, madness, and all things that go bump in the night to give you a truly exciting haunt. The Field of Screams is open from dusk until 1 a.m. and features a two-story haunted barn, a forbidden forest, and the titular six-acre corn maze. To really get your adrenaline pumping, you'll likely be confronted by everything from killer clowns, zombies, possessed people, serial killers, and really all things that go bump in the night. According to several of the reviews that I read about this place, the workers do not hold back, and they truly do stay in character. You have to be prepared to run and squeeze into small, tight spaces when necessary. Um, and there are times where you might have to navigate through complete darkness or navigate with flashing lights all around you. So if you are prone to seizures or are claustrophobic, this might not be the experience for you. While reading the different reviews about this haunt, basically everyone was saying that it's super fun, super scary, and it definitely isn't what you expect. There are lots of twists and turns, and it's really easy to get turned around. Um, so it definitely is 
more than just, you know, your typical haunted house. It's definitely more for thrill seekers and people who um, are okay with some uncomfortable situations. So if you are game and prepared to have your heart pumping, this could be just the haunting experience of your nightmares. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon. If you have your own scary story, or a strange encounter, or anything else that falls under the umbrella of mysterious, or chilling, or spooky, you can type it out, and please send it to grimandwhim at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-M-A-N-D-W-H-I-M at gmail.com.